What is up, everybody? Welcome back into the Tide Talk podcast. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas, here to break down the 2021-2022 season, you know, college football playoff national championship game. Jake, uh, we've passed the new year. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. Man, excited for Monday night. I mean, it's, you know, it's here. And, uh, man, I can't can't wait for it. You know, my, my, my mind and my, my mood may change during the game, but right now I'm excited. I'm ready to go. And I know them guys are ready to go as well. Uh, no doubt. Uh, just letting everybody know the chat is open. So if you have any questions or comments, make sure you jump in the chat and uh, we'll be sure to cover that. We're going to be turning to you guys for some of the conversations. So, so make sure you're there in the live chat. Uh, Jake? Uh, we didn't get to recap the uh, the uh, semifinal uh, win for Alabama against Cincinnati because just some personal things going on, so we had to skip that. But it was a good win for Alabama. Brian Robinson had a career day. Happy to see that for B. Rob. Um, just your you know you know a minute or two, just kind of sum up what you thought about that win for Alabama. Uh, man, you know. B. Rob, like you like you mentioned, had had an outstanding game. I, I had a feeling we could run against that team or against Cincinnati because they're running three three five, and and in a three three five defense, you do have some holes to run through, and uh, and he exploited it. And even when Trey Sanders got his his time, you know he he had a, a good game as well. Um, didn't didn't really show a lot passing, kind of you know a little little concerned a little bit there, but. Overall, when B-Rob's got 200 yards on the ground, you just got to feed him. Uh, defensively, I thought we were sound. I mean, you know, we, we had like a bend but don't break type defense, which is what we've been playing the last couple uh, weeks with, which I'm fine with. You know, if you're if you're trading, you know, field, touchdowns and field goals and, and you're allowing your opponents to get field goals while you're getting touchdowns, you're pretty much going to win the game. So I can't – I can't – you know, say enough about how great the defense has gotten in the last, you know, two or three weeks. I mean, it's it's a totally different defense, it seems like. Yeah, no doubt about the defense. I think they only gave up 218 yards of, of total offense to Cincinnati. So, a uh, really good performance by the defense. Uh, like you mentioned, they were really, you know, they played really well, especially if Cincinnati ever got into the other side of the field. So, uh, really pleased with the defense, really no complaints from that perspective and offensively, like you said, it was just a, they, they controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, Cincinnati just doesn't have the dudes up front. And like you mentioned, the three, three, five stack defense is not really going to match up well against a team like Alabama, who has a lot of big boys up front. And of course they have talented backs like Brian Robinson and Trey Sanders. So uh, Alabama did what they had to do in that game. You know, they didn't look spectacular, but uh, you know they got the job done, and here they are playing for the, another national championship. So it's it's kind of hard to complain. Absolutely, and, and like I said, I'm not going to complain about much of anything. Uh, and I mean they 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 took care of business. I mean, and they went there on a business trip, like uh, Will Anderson and some of the other guys that said. Now is getting ready for this game right here, and and I know the boys are, are focused on that. So it's it's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, for sure, and and we're going to talk about the game, uh, you know, for the next you know little while. As long as the chat is, you know, jumping, we'll be we'll be on here to talk about it. So if you're watching right now, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and jump in the live chat and let us know what you think about uh, Monday night's game between Alabama and Georgia. Uh, Jake, I, I want to start the conversation on this game, just asking you this question: Do you think um, 
playing the same team twice in one year is really a big of a deal as, as a lot of people are making out to be? Yeah. You know, they, they always have – I've always heard that it's hard to beat a team twice in one season. But, you know, I – you know, that might have been some truth to that about 10, 15 years ago. But, I mean, you still got Nick Saban as a head coach and you have a Heisman winning quarterback. I mean, we, we have talked about time and time again how late in a game, especially getting in the fourth quarter, how detrimental the, the quarterback play and the head coach play is in the games. And Alabama has the better of, of both at, at this point in time. I mean, Stetson is good, but he's not on Bryce level. And Kirby is nowhere near Saban-esque right now. You know, so, you know, right now Alabama has the has the big advantage in those two categories. So, I, I don't think, you know, like I said, 10, 15 years ago, maybe. But right now, I don't think it is. You know, I think it's probably a little overstated. Uh, I think, you know, you look at, you look at like the Big 12, you know, they, they play – they play, you know, nine conference games, so they play everybody in their conference at least once. And, you know, Oklahoma has has beaten the same team twice a couple, you know, several times over the last decade. So, uh, I don't think it's it's something that can't be done. So, I think it's probably a little overstated, um, and maybe the fans uh, probably make a bigger deal out of that than what the players and coaches do. On, on those two teams. But I just kind of wanted your quick opinion on that. Uh, another question I have for you on, on this game, Jake, is we all know who, that Alabama has the quarterback advantage, like you mentioned. We all know that that Nick Saban has the advantage over Kirby Smart. But is there – you know, the more I look at this game, where would you say Georgia has the advantages? Uh, I, you know, man – you know, maybe. You know, this is this is hard, this is hard because we're we're, yeah. we're gumping pretty hard right now, so it's, yeah. it's hard. To... And I mean, give give Georgia credit. I mean, they they have a great team, but I mean, I have said you know that it's all has been said. I mean, it's no no secret that Kirby has built his team just like Alabama's. So you know, anywhere that we have a strong point, he's got a strong point. Linebackers, defensive line, offensive line, you know, uh, and uh, maybe, you know, honestly, I think our secondary might be a little bit better than theirs, but they still have dudes. But I, I, if I'm going to be honest, maybe running back just because they got a lot of depth there and we're, you know, B-Rob is, is great in himself, but – and Trey Sanders, he's looking like he's finally getting getting more healthy than he has been in years since he's been in Alabama. But they have Zeus, they have Cook, they have um, a couple other guys that can come in and 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 you know run it a couple times a game. So depth wise, at running back, they probably had just a little bit of an advantage there against us. Yeah. Um... It's hard because, like I said, for those of you on Twitter, everybody in the Alabama community has been gumping really hard this the last few yeah. days. It's awesome. Um, so uh, it's hard to really uh, be fair-minded. But we're going to do our best here because, you know, that's just who we are. Uh, our buddy Ty is in the chat right now. Here's his score prediction, 45-21. to 21. You know, he's picking the Tide to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, appreciate you jumping in the chat, Ty. As always, keep it yeah. rolling. Okay, keep it rolling. Yeah. 
Um, but it, as far I think you're right. Georgia has more depth at running back. Um, I would say at inside linebacker, I think Nicobe Dean's the best inside linebacker in college oh, football. Yeah. So, so For maybe sure. they have you know a single player advantage there. Uh, we obviously have the, the and this is you know people are talking about how you know Georgia. This it's just there's a lot of excuses that have been made since since Alabama beat Georgia from the Georgia side and from from the national standpoint as well. And a lot of it is because, you know, people are sick of Alabama if we're just being, you know, frank about the situation. But, you know, Georgia has, you know, I think probably defensive line, they have better dudes there right now uh, as far as the front line guys. But as far as, you know, N'Kobe Dean's probably an upgrade from from either Christian Harris or Henry Toto. It's just slightly, though, because b- both of those players are really good players. They definitely do not have the advantage at edge, and I don't think they have the advantage in the secondary either. Uh, it's Even with Josh Job and and, uh, and and maybe even Jalen Armour Davis out, I, I still feel like with Jordan Battle, the way DeMarco Helms is playing, the way oh. Brian Branch is playing, uh, I think – I think we might have – it's at least a push there to me. So, I think it's a lot closer as far as personnel matchups than what than what a lot of national pundits in, in Georgia people are really trying to make it out to be. Absolutely. And like Ty said, yeah, he's, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, Ty, I yeah, think that- we, we said that. But we said about we had the better coach and the better quarterback uh, before you was able to jump on. So, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Um, and I'll say this, B Rob. I think a healthy B Rob is it's better than any of the guys they have, uh, and it may just be a slight difference. But you know, I I, I don't think Zeus or uh, you know McIntosh or any of those guys are you know just better than Brian Robinson. So right, but yeah, and we're going to talk about this throughout the show, and and Ty brings it up there. You know, big time games come down to big time quarterbacks. Yep. And and there's no doubt in anybody's mind which team has the big time quarterback, and that's Alabama with Bryce Young. So, um, Heisman winner, right? I I think that that pulls a lot of weight, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. A healthy B. Rob means he can do more this time for sure. But how much more do we do we want him to do? Uh, I think challenging the Georgia secondary it, it needs to be the game plan. Yeah, because you know. You, you brought up the, the excuses that, that they have said, you know, and, and one that, that's kind of irritated me is that they've been saying, well, Georgia really didn't, didn't care to play in the SEC championship game. You got a chance to push or to get Alabama out of, out of the Final Four. Exactly, exactly. You're, and you're not going to get up and play for that game? No, you can't. That's the lie. I don't care who you are. You cannot well, tell me that Georgia no, no, Nolan Smith, Ed defender for Georgia, put that completely to rest when he said that he was crying after the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you There's not a person on this planet that will ever convince me that Kirby Smart and Georgia didn't want to beat Alabama on December 4th. Right. Exactly. I and mean, that's a joke. Whoever thinks is. that is lying to themselves. Right. I mean, and I think we got to get B-Rob doing angle and wheel routes uh, as another receiver getting mid-range or in secondary as a wrinkle. Yeah, I think I think getting B-Rob involved in the passing game, Trey Sanders involved in the passing game is going to be is going to be critical because, of course, John Mechie is, is not going to be playing. So how does this offense and Bill O'Brien 
attack this this Georgia secondary. You know that not having Mechie is huge. Right. I feel I feel good about the game anyways. But if John Mechie was playing, I mean, I, I'll just be honest with you, I wouldn't have a doubt in my mind that Alabama was going to win. Yeah. But but not having a guy who who's caught ninety six passes on the year is huge. So uh, I, I feel like Brian Robinson and I feel like Ty's making a good point that 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 B Rob's going to have to be involved in the passing game and and so is Trey Sanders and and probably going to have to get the tight ends involved again. Corey yeah. Brooks is going to have to step up like he did against Cincinnati. Slade Bowen's going to have to step up. So uh, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing how Bill O'Brien how much he actually changes, you know, from his game plan against them in the first game in the SEC championship to Monday night. Absolutely. Oh, got, and, got another got another uh, comment here. Yeah. Key to beating Georgia is stopping the run and ball security on offense. Stetson Bennett is not good enough to throw them to win. Absolutely. That's, he, he, he's we saw that. that. He's proved yeah. that two games in a row. When he gets behind and he's forced to, to make the passing plays to try to win the game, uh, he's, you know, he's he's good, but he, he's going to make a mistake. And we saw that with the DeMarco Hellams interception. Then we saw it with the pick six from Jordan Battle. So, uh, yeah. I, I agree. Stop the and, run, force the pass, and force those sets and minute mistakes. And if you do that, you win the game. Yeah. And, I mean, Jordan Battle almost missed another pick six uh, on the opening drive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if he, if he would have caught that ball, it would have been a touchdown because there wasn't nobody between him and, and the end zone. So, I mean, you – I was going to make that point that, you know, you stop you stop that Georgia run and force Stetson Bennett to have to make those decisions and, and play his best, he can't do it, and it's been proven. So, come halftime, if, if they're down and they're down big, do you think we see JT? I, I don't know. I mean, but, you know, Stacey, I mean, you've talked about that, you know, about if JT's in the game, he's not as mobile – well then, he's you'd be liable to get him killed by Will Anderson or, or Dallas Turner because they're just going to go right after him, you know. So, there's a lot of questions that Kirby's going to have to either going to have to answer or just stick it out with, with Stetson Bennett. And I think he's really going to stick, stick it out with Stetson Bennett. Regardless. Well, what what kind of to me, what kind of message would that send to your team? Right. Exactly. And it was different. Look, people are going to talk about well, what what kind of message did it send with with uh when when Saban pulled. You know, Jalen, Jalen was not performing well at all. This, that, that, I, I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. He, he could, at that point in time, for whatever reason, could barely complete a forward pass. Uh-huh. It, 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 the Stetson Bennett situation is just a little different. So, uh, what do you think about this, this from Ty? He says, I'm going to LMAO if they've been saving a Jai Hall as a Trojan horse weapon just for this. Lord have mercy. That would, ki- that would give Kirby Smart a heart attack. It would. Uh, my buddy it's Heath possible. says, uh, uh, establish the run game early. Roll Tide. Yeah, roll Tide, Heath. Appreciate you, Heath. Yeah. Uh, Jackson on YouTube says, I'm interested to see Golding's plan to contain Brock Bowers. Dude is well, nasty. Dude. I, 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 yeah, yeah, go ahead. I have a thing about that. You know, I, well, I, have, I have seen this in another chat that I'm in, and we talked about this. You know, it's going to be hard to contain Brock Bowers, and – I mean, Kirby's game plan last, you know, uh, defensive game plan against SEC, SEC championship game was to slow, to stop the run, you know, and and contain the other guys and let Brock Bowers get his because he's going to get his anyway because he's just he's just an like you said a nasty dude. 
Yeah, he's no amazing. Doubt. Same game plan. You've got to stop that run because you you force Stetson to make those bad decisions, which he's going to make. But if if they're getting four to five yards a carry, we're in trouble. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think number probably number one, you've got to stop the run. Uh, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I'm I'm almost in the, in the 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 feeling that maybe just let Brock Bowers get his. Right. You know, I'm not saying just let him do whatever he wants, but no. I, I'm I'm I don't think that you should your primary focus should be slowing down Brock Bowers. Right. I, I think it's about stuffing the running game and putting the game on the shoulders of Stetson Bennett, like we've been talking yeah. about. So, yeah. you know, Brock Bowers, you know, may get his, but. Uh, that may that's probably not going to be enough to beat Alabama if they're not able to run the ball if they get behind early. So uh, I think it's it's more about stopping the run. And if that if that allows Brock Bowers to get you know six eight catches again for a hundred yards or one hundred thirty yards, you know then, then then so be it. So uh, I'm I don't think that that should be the primary focus of, of Pete Golden in the defense. Now, like I said, I don't think you just just let him do whatever he wants, but. Uh, and I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're yeah. going to have, you know, a game plan to to prevent as much as many big plays from Brock Bowers as we possibly can. But like I said, the primary focus is going to be stopping the run to force the game on the shoulders of Stetson Bennett because when he's when he's you know pushed into action and the mm-hmm. bullets are flying and he's got to make a play for his team to get him back in the game uh, for shows. whatever reason he he struggles and. Uh, Jordan Battle's been a guy that's just – he's been waiting, man. He's hes had a ph- phenomenal last half of the season, and yeah. I'm not sure there's there's a more underappreciated defender in the country than Jordan Battle. Absolutely. Um, you know, well, going back to uh, to Brock Bowers real quick, it, when he does get, get the ball, we've got to do a better, better job tackling what we did against him in the SC Championship game. I mean, we had like five or six dudes just draped all over him. And he just broke out of it somehow and got that touchdown. Yeah. I mean, we've got to do a better, better job. I mean, it's kind of hard to tackle a big old boy like that, but we just got to, got to do a better job when once he gets the ball, keep him, you know, keep keep him in front of us. Don't let him get get big plays. But but priority number one, like we said, is got to stop the run and put it on on uh, Stetson Bennett's shoulders because I mean, and he's played two games against Alabama. If we go back to last year at, at Bryant Denny, and he's thrown five interceptions. I mean, he just he just crumbles in big games, you know. Well, Alabama is an opportunistic defense that they've yeah. they've made their living being an opportunistic defense for the last several years under Nick Saban. So if if you make a mistake against these guys, they're going to make you pay. Yeah. And and in these this these types of games, you can't make many mistakes. I mean, it's yeah. just not gonna it's not gonna fly very well. So uh, I, I'm with you. We've been talking about it for at nauseum now for five minutes, but. Put the ball in Stetson Bennett's hands if you're Alabama and make him beat you. Jake, and if he beats you, he beats you. Right. I might, I might have a go off to him. Exactly. I'll tip my I'll tip my cap to him, to Kirby yeah, Smart like, and all those guys. And But uh, I'm definitely not letting Zeus carry the ball 20 times for over 100 yards. No. Or James Cook. Right. You know, one of them guys, if they get they get going, it's it's going to be tough. Well, and Cook is a guy that can, that can – beat you in several different ways because of his ability to, to catch the ball out of the backfield and right. uh, make plays that way. So I think containing James Cook, you know, as crazy as this sounds, may be more important than uh, than slowing down Brock Bowers. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And uh, one thing, you know, I, I want to bring up, um, and I believe that they showed it during the SC championship game, but this year until, until that point when, when they got down against Alabama and couldn't recover, they've only been down 20, 20 minutes the entire season. So if Alabama gets up early, we've already seen Alabama come from behind and win. We're, yeah. you know, we're built to do that. Is Georgia built to come back from 10, 14 down like Alabama has done, you know, against Georgia, you know, in the SEC championship game? I don't know if they are or not because they have not been in that situation. I mean, you got to go. Ahead. Uh, yeah, Ty says if, if he was going to beat us, I feel that he'd have done it by now. I'm also excited about what they said about Brooks and the presser. Sounds like he's going to have a bigger role in this game, yeah. too. Yeah, I yeah. think he has to. I mean, there's yeah. there's no way around it. I mean, you got to somebody has to to play the spot of, of John Mechie. Uh, you're not going to be able to line up and run the ball at Georgia, you know, consistently, anyways, for 60 minutes. So you're going to have to make plays in the passing game. That means Jacory Brooks is going to have to make plays, not yeah. just Jamison Williams, because I guarantee you that Georgia's secondary is going to be focused on Jamison Williams. So this could oh, be yeah. this could be the night. Monday night could be the night that the entire country learns the name. Corey Brooks. Absolutely. Can he rise to the occasion and make the plays necessary to help this team win? Absolutely. And going, you know, since we're talking a little bit about the offense, you know, all week leading up to to the Cincinnati game at work, we was talking about it. And one thing I said that we have not done a lot of, and I was really we hadn't done it at all this season, but we did it one time and it was kind of successful that I wish we'd do more of. And that was that that wide receiver sweep to Jameson Williams. He's already at a full, a full sprint. You give him the ball, if he gets around the corner, if there's not a corner there waiting on him, he he gets that corner, he's gone. We I think we need to u- utilize that a little bit more. Maybe draw some draws, some screens, stuff like that. Uh, that we have not done this year. So maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Bill O'Brien's saving his best for the, the very last game. I don't yeah. know. Well, and and I think I think this is the last game of the year. If there was ever going to be a time mm-hmm. to to have some design runs for Bryce Young, it's going to be Monday night. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think in this game you're going to have to pull out everything. Georgia's going to give you everything they have. They're going Kirby Smart and that defense is going to throw everything they have at Bryce Young. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind about that. They're not going to sit back and and you know rush for and. Uh, let Bryce Young pick him apart. Uh, they're going to come after him early yep. and often. So I think it's important for Bill O'Brien to realize that, to recognize that early, and to counteract their aggressive style as quickly as he can. And 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 you know whether that's through the screen game, through quarterback runs, uh, through jet sweeps, through whatever it is, you need to slow down the aggressive attack of Georgia on defense because that's going to open up you know, the rest of your playbook is, is, you know, make that defense think before they start blitzing like crazy. Absolutely. And, you know, you you established a run early. I believe uh, Tom Moss said that early early on, or, or actually he did. Yeah, you established the run game early, then that's going to open up opportunities for Jamison Williams to get behind, you know, get behind that that secondary for a bomb touchdown, you know, right. or, or Ja'Cory Brooks. I mean, honestly, you know, Troy Bruce got some speed on him as well. And, yeah. and I, I'm excited to see him finally get, you know, get his time to shine. But one, it, you know, I won't go uh, say one X factor here. And he was a big X factor in the SEC championship game. But that is Slay Bolden. Slay Bolden here in the last 
four to five games, he's been really clutch. So on a third and five, third and seven, and we need a first down, he was he's he's hovering right there around that around that you know first down marker. So I think you you look for him on on a third down situation, and they let them uncovered last you know in the SEC, SEC championship game. They they probably do it again, you know, because they're going to be worried about Jamison Williams. So I think this is Slade's opportunity to have a big game as well. So I I feel like he could he could be our X factor. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. You know, Slade's a guy who's made a lot of clutch plays for Alabama. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing, you know, how he performs Monday night roll tide uh, from our Facebook user. Uh, like some for whatever reason, half the time it just know. says fa- Facebook user, and then the other half it'll tell us who it is. So, roll tide. But uh, roll tide. Uh, Ty says I expect some wild Slade package and some Jalen Milrow plays. It's going to be fun. Love that. <laughs> There's going to be some nuttiness, and the chamber will probably be empty offensively. Yeah, I imagine Alabama's going to open things up. Devin, uh, Devin our buddy Devin. Devin. Yeah, I appreciate you, Devin. Um, roll tide. Uh, if you haven't already, if you're in the chat. Jump in there and give us your score predictions for Monday night's contest against Georgia for the championship. Um, we'll be drop, we'll be giving our score predictions at the end of the episode uh, as we continue just to kind of break down the matchups and, and different ideas that we have of how this game may play out. Uh, Jake, I, w- I want to stick stick with the game offensively for a second. Um, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's wishful thinking on my part. See, and I'm not afraid to admit if it's wishful thinking on my part. Like. Right. Unlike other fan bases who in the preseason talked about how this was going to be a down year for Alabama, how Alabama didn't have what it takes, didn't, wouldn't have what it takes to, to, to make it to the championship or win a championship, and yet here we are. And and I tried to tell people then, it's wishful thinking on your part. You're sick of Alabama, right. and that's the only reason you're saying that. You don't really yeah. believe that in your heart of hearts. I mean, if, if, if those people were put on a lie detector test in the preseason when they were saying that, you know, as I said, you know, that, that's a lie. Yeah. Anyways, back to my point. This this possibly could be wishful thinking on my part. But, Jake, I, I don't know why. It's it's in my gut. I have a feeling that album's going to have some surprising success on the ground Monday night yeah. against yeah. Georgia. I, 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 I think I think Brian Robinson, I'm not saying he's going to have a monster performance, but I think he's going to have – a better than expected performance Monday night on the ground against Georgia. And I, I don't know what it is that's making me feel that way. Uh, maybe I'm a little o- overzealous after what he done against Cincinnati. And, and I know that's more about the style that Cincinnati played than it was really anything else, if we're being honest. But uh, Robinson's healthy. Robinson's confident. The offensive line is confident. So uh, that that's that, those, are, those are three really good combinations. So – uh, I just, in my heart, I just feel like Alabama could have a little more success, and Brian Robinson could could make some plays in the running game, and that that would be huge. Absolutely, if we if he can average about four you know four yards per carry, that is going to be detrimental. I mean, that would be great, uh, and and he he can absolutely do it. I mean, you know, he's going to come in. He's a senior. He's he's been, you know, he he's waited his turn for. I think he's been there five years. You know, waited his yeah. turn behind all these great running backs that we've had. It's his turn to make you know, pretty much to, to write his name in crimson flame. And and I mean, he's he's going to go go you know, pun intended, balls to the wall. 
Yeah. And he is, I think he's going to show up and show out and I can't wait to see. And then, you know, when he needs to set a spell, I, I have confidence in Trey Sanders. Trey Sanders to me looks like he's about 95% healthy. I mean, he is yeah. right there on the verge. And, and even last week and even before that in the SEC championship game, he kind of had some big plays there. So, yeah. you know, even though we are very, very thin at running back, those two guys have been awesome the last three to four weeks. So, uh, and and both of them, one of them is definitely healthy now, and the other one's, you know, just about there. So, I, I expect a big game. And like you said, the offensive line has has played really well lately, especially in the running running uh, game. So, I think they're going to open up some holes, and uh, they're going. I, if we can get four yards of carry, man, I, I would be so happy. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. If, if B. Rob can average four yards a carry on like seventeen or eighteen carries, yeah, that 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 will help the the Alabama offense a pretty good bit. Uh, Devin says he predicts Alabama to win twenty one to ten to win another national championship. Well, Low score game, <laughs> seven under Coach Saban mm-hmm. uh, in the last. You know, he's been this is his fifteenth season. That would be that's just insane. I mean, I never would have thought I was seeing this in my life. Hey, what about what about old Saban showing up in Indianapolis with that? Sweet leather jacket, Jake. Yeah, he showed up in that, and Kirby showed up in like a in like a woman's garb, you know, winter jacket thing. I don't know what that was, but uh, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't see yeah. it, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but he, yeah, he saving like he was part of the cast of Top Gun. I mean, he he was sharp. Uh, somebody from Cincinnati said something about B. Rob's mama. He was running angry. I don't know if that was true or not, but I mean. I hope I hope somebody from Georgia says something about his mama. You know, he runs hard too. <laughs> Kim Newton dressed Kirby. Oh my god, that's gosh. pretty solid. That is solid. But no, I just really think I don't think you can you say anything. You don't have to say anything about B. Rob. He just he just runs with with an attitude. That's what I've always loved about it. Even last year behind Najee, I really love Najee. But but every time you know B. Rob got the ball or gets the ball, man, he he runs with an attitude. Yep. I mean, he's looking to run somebody over and don't care to run you over to get an extra, you know, yard or two. I mean, it's- you know, you know, last 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 week against Cincinnati, he really made himself a lot of money at the next level. Yeah. And if he can follow that performance up with another solid performance against Georgia, uh, you know, he could possibly move up to a day two pick, maybe, a, yeah. you know, and, and, and make even more money. So Absolutely. Uh, B, B Rob is climbing the draft boards and with another solid performance, he could move, you know, even further up. And because I think he's going to test well whenever, whenever it gets to testing oh, yeah. times for the combine. And, and we'll talk about that later on, but I'm really excited for B Rob mostly because he's stuck it out, man. I mean, he's, he's been there behind guys like Damian Harris and Najee Harris and, and all Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacob and all those guys, but he's, he's waited his turn and you know, it's his time to shine. He showed up last week against Cincinnati and we need him to do it one more game. So uh, we're, we're excited to see what B Rob can do, you know, in his final game for, for the Crimson Tide. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Ty, excuse me, Ty said, I'm excited about the practice reps. The new transfer back gives has been taken, uh, Well, I I don't know if we talked about it, Jake, on here or not, uh, but I know I've talked about it for a few times. How excited! And uh, I've seen somebody say uh, that he's pretty. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, having a little bit of audio issues right now, but uh, yeah, 
Yeah, but I, I really like Jameer Gibbs. I think he's yeah. a guy. I think we talked about him during the uh, the early signing day show mm-hmm. uh, about the possibility of him, him transferring and what that would mean because he's such a special talent. But, yeah, everything that's been said is that he's really showing out in practice for Alabama. Yeah, and what I was uh, going to say was that he um, he looks that I've been seeing that people saying that he's feeling that James Cook role for us in yeah. practice. So we're getting to see that a little bit. And um, uh, I guess it's Devin on the Facebook user says, "How quick do you think uh, Bill O'Brien runs the offense to wear out big old ninety nine? I mean, look what look what we did in the SEC championship game. You know, yep. and, and big big play moments he was not out there because he was on the sideline getting oxygen i think you got to run that up tempo yeah apologize for some of the the what's going on right now but uh i've seemed to lost jake for a second on my end i don't know if he's still going on live but uh yeah, I hate that this is going to be the last game for for several of our guys. Um, the running back room is going to be loaded next week, um, so we're definitely excited about that. But uh, we're having some some technical difficulties here right now. But uh, we'll see if we can weather through it real quick. Um, Jake, if you can if you can hear me, just go ahead and exit out and then come back in, and uh. We'll uh we'll try to get you back going, guys. If you can hear me in the chat, jump in the chat, and uh and and let me know uh what you're seeing right now. So is it just Jake? Is it just Jake, guys? I think we got Jake back now. Jake, are you there, buddy? for whatever reason we're having we're having difficulty with with jake people people are giving jake a hard time about his internet (laughs) jake can you hear me buddy Well, I see Jake, but he's frozen like a statue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove him right now. Uh, Jake's doing his best. He just texted me. He's gonna try to rejoin here in just a few minutes, uh, and and then we'll be get ready to to kind of give our predictions and wrap this show up. But appreciate everybody that's in the chat right now. Uh, if you're in there right now and you haven't dropped your score prediction already, go ahead and do that. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. And I'm gonna take this take this time as well while we're waiting on Jake to get you know, back in. Um, we, have a, we have a show we're going to be doing on the, the Y'all's Conference Network. We'll also be echoing here on our channel. It's going to be, be uh, uh, Best of the West. We're going to be doing that on Tuesday nights, a live show. Excited to be doing that. Uh, hopefully going to have some different perspective from, from different guys from around the conference, uh, mainly from the, the Western Division. So we're excited about that. Uh, so make sure you are uh, tuned in for that. That's why you need to hit the, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, so you don't miss any of the stuff here from the Tide Talk podcast. Uh, Jake is going to attempt to get back on here. Uh, I'm fisting to let him back in. Let's see if he can. If he's got his little issue taken care of. 
Our buddy Lane says, 3417 Bammer Sarmalate was visiting my grandparents. Man, don't you know the Tide Talk comes before your grandparents, Lane? Come on, dude. I'm trying to get Jay back on, fellas. He lives. Um, I want to tell you guys, since we had that snow the other day, my internet's been crap. I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> happened. Sorry about that. Jake, I just want you to know you didn't miss anything. Except my pitiful attempt of trying to hold this thing together. <laughs> Oh no, I think I think he's I think he's uh froze again. Lane says, sorry man, won't happen again. Uh well Jake looks like he is um back froze. <laughs> Poor Jake. All right, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to, to just weather through this. Jake, if you can hear me, uh Try exiting out and coming back in, and we'll give this one more go around. Uh, while I get Jesse as the new co-host, I'm not sure who Jesse is, but okay. Let's try. Let's try Jake one more time. What's up, buddy? I don't know, internet. Anyway, <laughs> hey. I, I, ha I have a 2G option and a 5G option. I had it on my 5G, so I just swapped to my 2G, and it seems like it's running fine. I don't know what crap. I thought 5G is supposed to be quicker, but whatever. It is. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just, anyway, it, right. it's working, so let's go. <laughs> All right, it's working for now, and yeah. so we're going to take advantage of this. We're going to go ahead and kind of give – each of our kind of score predictions and how we think the game's going to play out. So Jake, before you get froze in time again, uh, tell us, tell us how you think this game is going to play out and give us your score prediction. Good Lord will. And let me, let me say this uh, um, before I get froze out, like you said, but um, you know, I think like much like uh, when we met a couple weeks ago, it's going to be, you know, fill out process for maybe the first quarter or so. And then, you know, I, I think we, we start to see that secondary of Georgia's get lit up a little bit by Bryce and, and by Jamison Williams. Ja'Cory Brooks, maybe a Cameron or two or a Jaleel Billingsley steps up as well. Um, but in a four-quarter game, I, I don't think their secondary can hold up as strong as ours can. And, and if we shut down their run game and, and hold them to less than, you know, I would be happy with three yards of carry allowed to them, you know, even less than that. But if we're giving up four to five yards of carry, it's going to be tough. But if we if we can control the, control the line of scrimmage, control the run game, I think Alabama wins, and I think we win. Uh, I, I'm going to say 38 to 27. Okay. Well, you know, sorry, my mouth is getting very dry, but um, uh, and I'm out of water. But uh, you know, this game's interesting. Uh, not only is it a rematch, it's it's Saban versus Smart. 
Uh, it's it's Stetson Bennett versus Bryce Young. It's that vaunted Georgia defense against you know a, an offensive line that's you know maybe a patched up unit who hasn't performed great all year. They've been inconsistent there. So there's a lot of different things to look at at this game. But Jake, I talked about it in the SEC championship game, and I'm going to talk about it right now. It's the same thing. Big time games come down to big time quarterbacks and big time coaches. And Alabama has the advantage in both. Right. I just don't see an avenue where this Georgia offense led by Stetson Bennett, their limited ability to make explosive plays in the passing game consistently. I just don't see how they can score enough points to beat Alabama, especially with the way the Alabama defense is playing right now. Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Fedarian Mathis, LeBron Ray's coming along, Henry Toa Toa. Jordan Battle, DeMarco Helms, all those guys are playing their best football of their careers right now. Brian Branch, all those guys are playing the best football of their entire careers right now at the right time. I just don't see an avenue where this Georgia offense can make enough plays consistently to to beat Alabama. Bryce Young is superior to Stetson Bennett, and Nick Saban is superior to Kirby Smart, and that's where it ends. The buck stops here, and 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 I think Smart has all the pressure on him, Jake. If yeah. he doesn't get Saban this year, he's not going to get him next year. He's not he's not going to get Saban next year with a, a more experienced Bryce Young and a more experienced Will Anderson and, and and all the other guys. I mean, I just if he don't get him this year, Jake, he's not getting it. No, I mean, like like we have said, this is Alabama's down year. Yeah. So I mean. We're expected to be back in the championship game next year because we, we, we're so young right now, and yet we're here playing for a championship. So, I mean, next year, most are in, our, our, our leaders pretty much from, from this year are back, minus Fidelian Mathis, Jordan Battle, and B-Rob. We get, we get Will Anderson back, who's been a outspoken leader in the last six, seven weeks. And Bryce Young, who's of course our, our stud on the offense and our Heisman yeah. winner. So hey, Jess, Jessica made it to the chat. Jessica, hey, Jessica. Drop, your, drop your score prediction in the chat for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else has. Uh, Ty says, I'm, "I mean, do you think McConkey is going to beat our secondary?" Um, I think Slade is is better than McConkey. I think they're very similar players. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. My, my score prediction is going to be thirty-one to twenty, Alabama. Uh, I just think, like I said, too much Bryce, too much Saban, too much pressure on Kirby. And Bama gets it done for for another national championship and what is supposed to be a down year for the Tide. Right. And, and, you know, I'm glad you brought up the pressure because, you know, that was a question last night on SEC at the dark that uh, you, 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 I think you're the one that brought it up on the chat about mm-hmm. who has the most pressure. And, I mean, I mean, like you said, it's, it's Kirby because – you know, at this point, and Stephen brought brought this up, it's like a psychological thing to Kirby because yeah, he wants to beat Saban so bad, and he starts out coaching what himself, and that's when they start falling apart. So, uh, oh, Clint is in the chat, Stace. What's up, Clint Lamb? Appreciate you jumping in, buddy. Good stuff. Thanks, I appreciate appreciate you, bud. Hope you're having a good time in Indy. Yeah, but uh. That's nice. If y'all ain't nice and cold. <laughs> yeah. And what about man? I know I brought it up earlier. That leather jacket Nick Saban was wearing, man. That's and sharp. It, 
Might just be because Saban was wearing it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica said, I'm thinking 34 28 Bama. I hope it's not that close. I hope it's not a, field, a touchdown game because <laughs> me my, either. My pre- my blood pressure would be through the roof. Yeah. Hey, and while while everybody's here, I'm going to do a plug in for on three. If you're not signed up for on three right now, where Clint Lamb is at and Jimmy Stein, you need to be doing that. Um, th- they have great stuff over there on on three. So make sure you you sign yes. for that. The, the BCS board is a lot of fun. The forum is always is always popping. So. Clint does a great job of covering Alabama there for on three. So uh, we appreciate Clint jumping in the chat and uh, yeah. yeah, wish we could join too for, for yeah. sure. Clint, yeah. but, but stay and safe, buddy. Roll tide. And uh, roll tide, uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully you can watch Alabama win another championship on Monday night. Absolutely. And Ty brought up, if we win, there's a damn good chance Bama could realistically three Pete and be three Pete you, which I mean, it, it could definitely happen because like I said, we bring back a Heisman quarterback next year. We bring back um, a stud the, linebacker, the best, the best yeah. defender in college football. Yeah, and again, I don't know we're, we're, I guess we're pretty much just going over everything now. But how I, I don't know how you keep Will Anderson and put Aiden Hutchinson after what we saw Aiden Hutchinson do against Georgia, which is absolutely nothing. Yeah, no. I mean, Ty he, says Chris on Insta said that leather jacket he's had for years. He he just dug it out, out of the closet. I love it. I know, dude. It. Nick Saban is like, you know, I wonder if he realizes. You know, Saban seems like he's a he doesn't really pay attention to to things that are not directly related to the football team. But I mean, does he realize the effect that he has? on the album fan base, like right. uh, every move he makes, everything he does, the jackets he wears, we're, we're just completely, I mean, he's such a polarizing figure. Go Irish. Get out of here, Lane. <laughs> what? His wa- his, it, that's his wife. <laughs> okay. His wife has taken over his, his yeah. YouTube chat. <laughs> um, you know, I think Josh paid, uh, you know, we just had the 15 year anniversary of uh, of saving land in, in Tuscaloosa, and I believe it's Josh, nice. yeah, Josh Pay uh, said had a talking about it. he had a picture, and I mean it was awesome. The picture was a guy on a tractor with an old flip phone taking a picture and hit saving. I mean, drove his tractor up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I you you have to laugh at, at some of your you know yourself every once in a while, and I mean that's the redneck as it gets. You know, I mean, that that was just amazing. But, I mean, that that's what he's done to, to this fan base, you know. Uh, she, she she got you with the old, she wanted to look at something real quick, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Better clear that browsing history. <laughs> uh, look, and we're, we're going to be wrapping this up here in just a minute because we've already gave our score predictions. But, you know, one thing that we're going to be talking about after the season's over, obviously we're going to be talking about some basketball and baseball and all that softball and all that's going on around the Crimson Tide Athletic Department. But but there's something big going on right now in college football, all the talk about the expansion and, and oh, all yeah. that nonsense. And and just, just so everybody knows, I'm not against expansion. I'm against the logic behind the expansion. Yeah. The, log- the logic behind the expansion is completely flawed. Mm-hmm. 
they're one people are wanting first of all the bcs wasn't good enough because alabama kept winning yeah. now the so they created the playoff well now the the playoff's not good enough because alabama keeps winning <laughs> we have an alabama problem sounds like <laughs> i mean so yeah. My, my, yeah my question is is doesn't it seem smarter just to kind of wait out the problem which is nick saban yes mm-hmm. i mean I, i'm not I'm not naive enough to believe that Alabama's going to continue this after this after Saban retires. Now I'm not saying they won't ever be back. I'm just saying it ain't going to be at this level. Because, it ain't going to be every single year like he's right. brought us there. So, look, Alabama's won titles under every kind of way and form formula and whatever you want to call it. They've tried to do to claim national champions all the way back to the 1920s. I mean, you're not going to keep Bama out of it. You expand the playoff, you're almost going to assure them a seat at the table every single year. Right. Absolutely. So you don't have a playoff problem. You have a Nick Saban problem. So it's it to me, the smart money would be, let's just wait out Saban and see what happens from there. Because when right. you go, if you go to 12 teams, Jake, Alabama would have been in uh, – Two years ago, when Tua got hurt, and Jake, didn't nobody in the country want to play Alabama uh, once Mac Jones had time to practice with that team as a starting quarterback? Look what they done to Michigan in, in the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean they couldn't, they could not stop him and Jerry Judy. No. Uh, so no. I, and or Najee Harris. Yep. So uh, I mean, be careful what you wish for. It's 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 just like the transfer portal. I mean, it's just like NIL, like Saban said. The unintended consequences are what gonna, what's going to come back and bite you in the butt. Yeah, and 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 all this talk about well, we need more playoffs to, to include everybody else for what? For what reason? What what's right. the reason? Why do we want all these other teams in the playoff? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm asking a question seriously. I, yeah. That's not a rhetorical question. I want to know why. I, I wish I could. Answer there, that. If there's anybody in here that's, and people are going to say, well, you're an Alabama fan. It's easy to say all that because, you know, your team's always at the top. That may be true. But, but Jake, you know, in, in 2019, we didn't deserve to be in the playoff. You know why? Because we got beat twice. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we, we had 12 games that year to prove we belonged in the playoff. And we, and we didn't get it done. So you don't get yeah. in. Right. You don't get rewarded for not being good enough. I'm sorry. That's just, that's not the way it should be. They're going to ruin college football if they keep expanding all these all these playoffs, uh, the transfer portals. Nick Saban's just going to eat everybody alive like he has already with Jamison Williams, Henry Toa Toa, now Jameer Gibbs. Be careful what you wish for because you know what? Saban's just going to dominate you at the next thing. Right. And he, yeah. may, he, may, he may hang it up after Monday night if he wins another one. I don't know. Or he may coach another 10 years because he's, he's in you know extraordinary health for a guy 70 years old. So yeah. you know what? If if you expand these playoffs, you know what Saban's going to do? He's going to say, you know what? I can kind of coach. I can kind of change some of the things I do. I can maybe, uh, maybe rest rest my quarterback here against this team and and suffer a loss here because you know what? I'm still going to make the playoff. Right. There's 12 teams to get in now. Shoot, I I could I could possibly lose three games and get in, depending on who I lose to. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I just if there's somebody in the chat right now that has a has a explanation of why this makes sense, um, I'm, I'll, I'll be willing to listen to it. Uh, this is going to be something that gets debated on Best of the West, the new show that, that Jake and Jake and myself are going to be doing on yep. the All Conference Network. Uh, we're going to have you know Stephen Willis from Locked On Ole Miss on there. 
uh, who kind of heads up the Y'all's Conference Network. We'll talk to all sorts of people from around the SEC about this. But like I said, I'm not against the expansion of the playoff. If you can give me a reason other than, well, it's just not fair right now. I, what does how's, that even what does that even mean? How's it not fair? I mean, Jessica I says playoff won't mean as much if we allow teams who don't deserve right. it in. I really right. don't understand the argument to expand, to be honest. Exactly. There's right. there, there's not a valid argument. It's it's people whining because their team's not good enough to make the final four. That's all it is. And and you know, we going to Jessica's point, we talked about this early on when when the expansion you know talk started, but Regardless, this isn't college basketball. There's not going to yeah. be a Cinderella story. When you get to the, if you, I don't care if you go to, you know, the 12 team playoff, the top four teams in college football is going to be your top four teams at, you know, going to be fighting for that championship. And more than likely, nine times out of 10, the top two teams in, in the season is going to be fighting for the championship. Na- name, name me, what was this like the ninth, eighth year of the, of the playoff system? Tell yeah. me one season where the best team to win the championship. I, there is. They all they all won, you know. The uh, best team okay. has won every single – you're right. Exactly. And, and, t- and, tell, and tell me a season when the two best teams didn't play for the championship. Right. That hasn't happened yet either. And it's not going to happen, I don't think. Because, I mean, like I said, you do have Cinderella stories in college basketball, but this is not college right. basketball. Because basketball has has a bunch of variables. You know what? Sometimes yeah, you just exactly. you just can't make a shot. I mean, that's just the truth in basketball. Sometimes yeah. you can't make a shot, and sometimes the other guy just can't miss. Right. I mean, that's just – that's the nature of, of basketball. Right. I, yeah. I don't know. I just it, – it's it's so it's so frustrating because people – and it's, mm-hmm. it's, al- it's almost comical, really. Yeah. If you, if you sit back and think about it, the entire college football world is losing their freaking minds because Alabama was in the championship game again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and going to Jessica's point a while ago, she said it, if it's not Lane, fair, I'm, I'm, more I, game. Lane, I'm talking about the playoff error. Yeah. That, that wasn't the playoff error. That was the BCS. Right. That was the BCS. We're talking now, about the playoffs. I, playoff error. Lane, tell me one championship game that wasn't between the two best teams yeah. in, in college football that year. It certainly wasn't the first one between Ohio State and Oregon. Those were clearly the two best teams. Right. I agree Alabama, got, Alabama got in the playoff by the skin of their teeth, led by Blake Slims at quarterback. Yeah. The next year, uh, it was Alabama and Clemson for the championship when Alabama won. Mm-hmm. The next year, it was Alabama and Clemson when Clemson won. And Clemson probably had the better team at that point. At, the year at, before, they didn't. What no. and the truth? It was so close both of those years. Right, exactly. Yep. So close both of those years. The next time, the next year, it was, it, it was album in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I, I can't even remember if that's if that's the right order or not. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but my my point is, it lands right. I can't because it doesn't exist. Exactly right. because the playoff has served its purpose. Yeah, it has. It gets the four best teams in, and I hear this, and we've talked about it on this before. We're fixing to wrap this up, I promise. I did not mean to to dive into this rabbit hole. and <laughs> But this is going to be something that we talk about from now till because expansion's coming. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. But right. uh, I can't even remember where I was going with this, to be honest with you. But uh, I've lost my train of thought. But uh, 
to me, right. Ty says the 2012 BCS era lined up perfectly because all the teams ranked ahead of Bama down the stretch, lost, and OSU was on probation and had a – yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. But, hey, yeah. it happens. I mean, that is what it is. Don't don't get put on probation. And and I guess I was going to say earlier, I want to go back to one of Jessica's points that she made earlier. Said if it's not fair, win more games. Easy. I've always said if you don't want Alabama, if you don't want Georgia in in the playoffs every single year, simply beat them. Just <laughs> and, and, I mean, Texas A and M had a chance, and then they blew the rest of their games. They went on to lose three more. I mean. They had their win against Alabama to get in the SEC championship game because they would have had the tiebreaker. Yeah, they hey, Lane, I, I'm not going to pretend like I remember all the 2015 teams, but while we're sitting here talking, I want you to pull up the rankings, the final rankings of the playoffs from 2015 and tell me who they should have put in over Michigan State that year. I'm not saying there isn't somebody. I'm just saying I don't remember off the top of my head. Right. Yeah, they're obviously out on the clobber dam. But, but I mean, yeah. but yeah. the truth is, and we've talked about this a hundred times, and I'm not trying to toot our own horns over here at the Todd Talk Podcast, but we look at things from a common sense perspective. It's and just common sense. Nine, you can pretty much bet on it every single year. There's, there's, there's two teams that stand out above the rest almost every year. This year it's Alabama and Georgia. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, even with Alabama having a down year, Alabama's still a top two team in the nation. I don't care what you say. So and that's so. and that's why you see several of the semifinal games become blowouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Jake, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a football expert to watch all these teams play like we do, and clearly. When you look at it from a from a non-biased perspective and you just look at all these teams, watch them play, you know, know what their rosters look like, know what their coaching staff looks like, it's obvious. You could have looked at this even after Alabama had already gotten beat by Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You could look at all these teams and you could say, you know what, Alabama and Georgia are probably still the two best teams in the country. Oh, absolutely. There's I mean, no doubt in my mind. Anybody with any sense whatsoever would have said that even in October. Right. So I, I don't know why people are surprised now. I don't know why people jump through hoops to try to make, you know, just these massive changes to, to the system. It's, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's almost comical because, you know, I, I don't know what they think they're going to achieve by allowing all these other teams in other than the teams get to say, oh, we made the playoffs this year. Yeah. Oh, so oh, so you could get beat. Oh, the the twelfth seed. Who, who's ranked number twelve right now, Jake? Any, I, I, any I idea? I'm gonna I bring it up. I'm gonna bring it up. You, but you but last ahead. but last year, if they would have had the expansion, I believe I saw Al, it, Alabama. It, if the twelfth team beat whoever they played first, the twelfth team was Coastal Carolina. Would be would have played Good Alabama. Grief. Alabama would have absolutely annihilated them. That is, I mean, we talked about it. That's not a matchup I want to see. Pitt. Yeah. Pitt, okay. I, I'm sorry. I don't think – I don't. Pitt, I mean, Alabama would have done to Pitt what they've done to Cincinnati. Exactly. Ken, Kenny's a good quarterback, but, but – Yeah, no I, doubt. It's, but I, he just – he has not seen the type of players in the top – Of course, of I, I think, I think they would probably give 
they would probably give the first the top four seeds buys. I, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine that's what, that's what they would what I'm do. Thinking. And but, and that's a, that's another point, Jake. How many games are we gonna make these college kids play? Right. Exactly. I mean, when does that end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now you're looking into late January, early February for and the and the Super Bowl is the first Sunday of February, I believe. Yeah, you don't want to run into that. No, because you ain't gonna get no views. <laughs> no. I mean, as much as we love college football, and I would wa- obviously I would watch college football over the NFL, but but not the rest of the country's not gonna do that, Jake. No. I mean, if, even if you do it on Monday night, you're going to have the Super Bowl on a Sunday night, and which is going to end at probably 11, 30, 12 o'clock, much like the championship game does. People's going to be tired of that. They're not going to stay up and watch a national championship game that's going to end at 10, 11, 12 o'clock, you know, the next night. They're going to probably go to bed early. So I just, just, I, I just don't know. Uh, Ty said the argument that annoys me to no end by LSU fans is that we shouldn't have been there in 11 when they had only two loss, uh, had the only two loss BCS national champion, and they lost both of those games in OT too. God, you can I don't. What now? I don't, I'm, I'm. Is that we should. Oh, have been yeah, yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. So, I get what he's saying now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's LSU fans. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I can't find a legitimate argument that that can sway me to think that the twelve team playoff is better, or is going to make a difference on who the champion is going to be. Right. And and I'm like, I, mean, I don't I don't care if you have a sixty four team playoff, Jake. Right. Uh, the same team's going to win that that would win a four team playoff. Exactly. You know why? Because they're the best team. Right. I mean, I know there's upsets all the time, but in in the playoff era, the 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 only era we that we have this system, mm-hmm. that's the only data data we can use for this argument. The best team has won every single time. Absolutely. There's been no upsets. I mean, even I think Alabama was Alabama a uh, a four seed one year and beat Clemson, or was or was that? Or was we the one seed? Yeah, but see, to me, I don't even pay attention to the top four rankings. That, that to me, the top four are that's that's inconsequential. I mean, to right. me, if I you're agree. in there, you're in there because right. it's that to me that doesn't really matter because it doesn't really change anything. You're, not, I mean, it doesn't yeah. give you any advantage. Yeah, and Jessica made a good point too. You talk about injuries; they're always talking about player safety. You make them play more games, there's more chance of them getting injured. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear their crap about player safety. Yeah. Like, I've been down that road before. That's another rabbit hole we could jump in and be all <laughs> night on too. But but yeah, it like I agree hundred percent. It don't matter if you expand it to, to 24, 64, 84, the top four teams are gonna get in and the top two nine out of ten times heck. 10 out of 10 times, just to say, because it's already, it's been, been like that already. It's yeah. going to play for the national championship. Yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, did not mean to go on that 15 to 20 minute long, uh, hey, about playoff expansion. Uh, we're definitely going to be doing this and talking about this a lot more. Uh, you know, cause the truth is the expansion could happen as soon as next week. They could announce that as soon as next week. 
Yeah. And that, it's really, it's on their time and, and they'll do it whenever they want to. So, uh, and it's coming. I mean, I'm not, I'm not blind to the fact of what's going to happen. I mean, expansion will happen. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, the unintended consequences are not going to be, are, are going to be something that, that, that the, the fans that are or people that are fans of expansion now, they're going to look back and think, well, this didn't change anything. Right. And they're going to be thinking, well, what can we do now? What can we, what can we do to change it now? Exactly. Thank uh, you, Ty. Yeah. Thank you, Ty. Yeah. <laughs> Since, Cincinnati. Hey, we, we, we gave a group of five team a shot, and what'd they do? They didn't even score a touchdown. No. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how else. I don't know what else needs to be proven. Is what I mean. What data are we missing from this that would indicate? that expansion is going to change the outcome. It's not. I don't believe. And I, and I don't just mean that from an Alabama perspective. I'm not saying that <laughs> Alabama will be the one who wins it every year. I'm saying the best team is going to win it every year. The best team is going to win it every year. I don't care if you right. have a 100-team playoff. The best team is going to win it every year. Exactly. It just so happens that during this playoff era, the best team most time, most of the time has been Alabama. Right. And like you said, it's a Nick Saban problem that they have. You wait till Saban retires. It don't matter if it's 10, 15 years from now. They'll be better off waiting Nick Saban out than expanding the playoffs. Because, Jake, they'll expand it to 12, then they'll go to 16. And then before you know it, Jake, the regular season in college football will mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. Rivalries will mean absolutely nothing. Except to the few people that are, you know, that are just diehards. Right. Exactly. So, so I, I mean, it's just like Ty said, the proof is in the pudding, um, and it's just it's it's comical to think that people believe expansion is the answer. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. Me either. But like I said, we'll talk about all that there during the off season when when things start to slow down and. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that and other things. And like I said, we're excited to be talking about the men's basketball team. I want to talk oh, about it now, but but I, I really want to stay focused on the championship game. Uh, and then after that, we can just dive right into NATO's and, and the men's basketball team and, and and what Christy Curry and the ladies are doing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we're excited to talk about that. Of course, the softball team is going to be right up there with with the elite in in in, in, in college and, softball. Grab it's, Ohan- it's Matt. It's Montana's last year at Alabama. Mm. I hate to see that. Yeah. Well, mm. we'll we'll cry about that at a later date. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's going to do it for, for for tonight's episode. Uh, Murder ball, hardcore, mm, hardcore edition, edition, exactly. And Great Brad Bohannon, like you said, they yeah. they're doing really good now too. Yep. So a lot to be excited about when you, when you when you talk about the Crimson Tide. We're going to be here at the Tide Talk podcast to to cover that. Lane will um, get you. We'll get you back on, Lane, um, to, to discuss some hoops uh, probably here in the next week or two yeah. once uh, the college football talk has kind of died down a little bit and we can, you know, shift our entire focus to the hard floor. So we're going to be we're going to be talking about that. We'll get Lane on. We'll get other people on to talk about men's hoop around the SEC and more. Uh, but that's going to do it for this uh, national championship edition of the Tide Talk podcast. Jake has Alabama winning. What was your final score? 38-27. 38-27. I say 31-20, Bama. 
Excited to see what happens on Monday night. Regardless, Alvin was playing with house money. Uh, really surprised a lot of people that they made it to this point. So I think Alvin plays loose. I think they play carefree, and I think they beat the Georgia Bulldogs 31-20 to and win their seventh championship in 15 years under Nick Saban. Awesome. Hey, appreciate everybody in the chat. Uh, had a lot of fun. Y'all are the reason we do this. We know yep. we're not great to look at. We know we're not great <laughs> to listen to. But uh, y'all make it a lot of fun, and uh, y'all, y'all are the ones who keep us uh, motivated to continue to do this. So we appreciate you guys a lot. Hope everybody has a happy new year. Hope everybody has a great weekend. And uh, hope everybody has a good time on Monday night, and hopefully we can uh, uh, celebrate another national championship win with the tie. But until next time, everybody, roll tide. Roll tide.